They'll never be ready. Mm-mm. All right, Brock. Hi. We're officially Hi, recording. Well, that's awesome. Is it awesome? I mean, it's pretty awesome being here, you know, since I live 0.6 miles away. <laughs> and this is my second time here in a year. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay. We, I mean, we like you more than you like us. So it kind of makes sense we come to y'all's house than our No, we have a pool. House. I mean, so we, it's that's been true. summer like we, the whole we time. We have been that- mooching. <laughs> No, We've no, been no, no, it hasn't been mooching. It's just been, you know, it's been summer, so it's been hot. So we wanted to. That's true. That's true. Plus, you've been moving so in. You've all spent how, how long on the house getting it ready? Your all's house is freaking amazing. So we moved in last. Well, I appreciate that. We moved in last um, April. Last April, I think. And uh, so, what is that? Or this April. So. Five, four months, five months? Yeah, about six months, I think. April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Six months. Look at you. You know your numbers. Mm -hmm, Right like that. (laughs) No, but uh, yeah, it's been an adventure. It's it's completely, uh, I always say that it's a life and a half of work. That's what it's going to take to get that house ready. Yeah. So break. So y'all's house was built when? 1860? 78. 1878. 1878. Ours was built in 1890s, I believe. But y'all's. It's like brand new. Y'all was, is it still pink? Oh, yeah. It's it still looks, pink. It looks like, uh, what is it, uh, Neapolitan ice cream? Because <laughs> it ha- it's pink. The base color is pink, but the trim is like chocolate brown, and it also has white on it. So it literally is like Neapolitan ice cream. It's a beautiful house. I mean, the first time y'all showed it, it was, I mean, of course, it's old. Needs needs updating when, oh, we, first, when we first yeah. went in there, but yeah, yeah, y'all yeah. put some work into it. Yeah, we definitely put some like elbow grease into it for sure. But and that's also when you got pulled over, right? During that same time frame. Oh, Tell me that my story. Goodness, I forgot about yes, that. Yes, that was that was about a month and a half, at, or it was like a month into moving into the house, and it was so I w- it was about eight thirty in the morning, and I was going to get I was going to pick up my son from church camp, and. I was going down, um, what is that road? You know, when you turn left off, if you if you go downtown and you turn left going, heading towards Keene, if you turn left. Is it Main Street? Is Henderson? Uh, Henderson. Okay. Henderson. If you turn left on Henderson, you go down that road. Yeah. I completely ran the red light. Like, there is no doubt, none whatsoever that I completely ran it. Like, it was like one, two, three, I go. <laughs> But what I was doing was I was trying to get my map set because I did, I've never been to this church before to, to pick up my son. So I was trying to get my map set and I was kind of in a rush. <laughs> so I'm kind of a procrastinator. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, so I definitely ran the red light. I saw the cop. I knew I was going to get pulled over and I have no problem getting pulled over. I've been pulled over many times. <laughs> I really have no problem. Like, and I was always taught like exactly what to do. I had put both hands on the wheel. Yes, sir. No, sir. Like completely respectful, <laughs> respectful. I've, I, I really don't get nervous when I get pulled over. Like mm. it's, it's really not, I usually get off with a warning. My wife will Talk attest to that. Into the mic, sir. Well, there it is. You hear the difference? My beard keeps getting caught then in change the Change it. <laughs> 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 it's it's happened like three times. Okay, then move it. Like I'm getting fouled. Um, All I know is you're talking like over here. I'm like, hey, bro, you can talk like this. Well, there we go. There we See, go. Is that so hard? No, but it feels weird to grab. Huh? Hello. It feels weird to grab the mic as I'm. T- yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I kind of felt a little uncomfortable, and uh, everybody was looking at me grabbing Grab the mic like, like this. It's like and put it fr- on your face. You have very. 
you have very girthy mics. Um, <laughs> girthy? Girthy mics. Ah. Um, Continue with your story. So Shut up, wives. <laughs> over there talking about girth. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, so I, I, was, I knew I was going to get pulled over, and so I did. And I went through the usual, you know, he said, um, pull out your, your uh, driver's license and registration and um, insurance. And of course I had trouble finding my insurance because it was in my email somewhere <laughs> and I had just gotten a new phone. And so <laughs> oh, dude. I had to like put in the, flustered. well, I, I didn't have my email logged in yet. So I had to like put in my email and password. And of course I forgot my email password. <laughs> just, I'm just unorganized. So, <laughs> oh, and also, so tell me what's going on at the same time with your house. Cause you, at this time you've been up for well, yeah, how so, many hours? Well, yeah. So I'd been up for like, we had gone to sleep. So we were painting that night. We were painting our dining room and you know, I'm kind of like the, I'm a, the most imperfect perfectionist ever. So everything takes me like very long. Like I'm very slow in everything I do. And so like we, we would stay up painting until like, I don't know, four thirty in the morning, five o'clock in the morning. And then you work full time. Well, no, I wasn't working at that time. <laughs> no, of course not. I should have said that. Well, no. Well, because, I, well, of course I wasn't working because it was 830 was in the morning. I like build it up, you know? <laughs> No, but I, I basically had a full-time job on the house. Like that was my job at the time where I was working all day and all, like I would work all day on the house and work all night and go to pick up Alec and drop him off at school Mm. or wherever he needed to be. So, but Kaylee would get up and go and, and, um, go to work. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's insane. Drugs. (laughs) I I think her drug is discipline because she's freaking motivated more. She's motivated more than anybody I've ever met. But like. So yeah, I'd been up, you know, I'd been up since five thirty, five o'clock in the morning and it was, this was eight 30. So I'd gotten three hours of sleep. Mm. And, um, so when the cop pulled me over, I was, I was flustered trying to log into my email and find my insurance. And, uh, also my eyes, well, I have contacts. I wear contact lenses as well. And so my eyyes are always red. They're probably red right now Yeah, because I've worn <laughs> my contacts for probably like three weeks straight. It's the contacts, right? Yeah, I wish it was an excuse. I always use the worst excuse. My like eyes are red because of my ha- contacts. Well, I have, I, <laughs> I have contacts, and I also have bad, severe allergies. <laughs> like, Yo, and I, is bad. I really do. It no, is. anywhere is bad for oh. me. <laughs> and so, oxygen. Like, it sounds like I'm using like cliche excuses, and I understand that. And like, that's what the cop was thinking. Well, of course he was thinking that. So my eyes were like bloodshot red, and and so like, and I was flustered because I was late to get Alec my son. And I, I was just flustered with the whole experience. And so I was, you know, I was kind of nervous and the cop was, the cop was, um, he was suspicious, <laughs> you know, he was suspicious. And yeah. at that point it was, I understood why he was suspicious. Like I was completely understanding. Like I was, I was, but I explained to him, I was like, sir, I've, I, I just bought a house a month ago. We moved in and it's a hundred whatever, 123 year old house. And, um, I've been, we've been renovating it. I've been up all night working and I'm on my way to pick up my son. I'm about 10 minutes late at the, or actually I was on time when he pulled me over. Like I was mm-hmm. going to get there. I had my maps on. I just turned my maps on <laughs> running through the red light, but I, I looked at my phone and I, I was going to get there on time. And I, but I, I let him know. I was like, I'm, I'm going to be late if, if this takes a while. And so he was like, okay, well, let me have your driver's license. He, he took that all back. And, uh, I was like, and so he came, he came back and, uh, he was like, um, this is a little, don't you think this is a little suspicious? 
And I was like, don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> so I take that back. He, he actually, when he came back, when he came back, he, he asked me to get out of the car right away. Like after, huh. after he asked me to get out of the car and, um, he called, he, as he was getting out of the car, asked me to get out of the car, he called for backup. And I was like, I, I look, I almost like looked around was like, it's just me. So right away he was just abrasive, you know? And, and I am like, I try to be anti-abrasive. Like I'm almost overly nice sometimes to where like, it gets me in like, like weird, bad situations because like people try to take advantage of, you know, nice people. They really do. And well, not, I mean, not physically, I'm kind of buff, but, uh, <laughs> taking notes. <laughs> no, but, uh, you insinuate something. I'm going to bring it to light. <laughs> Just letting you know. <laughs> I deserve it. <laughs> no, but so when he, when he was getting, when he, so when he called for backup and he asked me to get out of the car, I was at that point, like, cause before that it, it was like five minutes since he had pulled me over. So like I was going through the routine, but and once he asked me to get out of the car and he called for backup, I was kind of like, at that point I was a little bit unnerved. I wasn't, I still wasn't being disrespectful, but I was a little bit like, like I, ex I was like, I explained to you the situation of my son. I'm, you know, that this is going to make me even later. And I, and I, I even explained to him like, Hey, we have a split household. I'm the stepfather of my son and the other parents are not as accommodating as we are when it comes to being late to, to things. And they, they will use that as ammunition to, to take us, you know, like they have never taken us to court or whatever, but mm -hmm. like you never want to even give that, give them any yeah. more ammunition for any kind of thing like that. So, so I explained, I had explained that all to him. And when he asked me to get out of the car, he, I, I'd kind of like, I, I showed that a little bit. I was like, I was like, I don't under, I really don't understand what, what's going on. He was like, do you mind if I search your truck? And I was like, Jeez. I was like, well, I've all, I mean, no, I don't mind at all. Other than the fact that I know that it's going to take you time and that yeah. I'm going to be late. So still no, I told him no. But then I was like, he was like, are you sure? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't have time to argue with you more than I don't have time for you to search my car or truck. So just go do it. Like, just get it over with. Just go do it. And at that time, two more officers had pulled up behind and well, it was one, it was one, one car, but it was two officers had got out of the car. And so he, he like escorted me over to, to the two officers over there and who were the coolest officers like I had ever met in my entire life. You like, know why, right? I told you this before. I, well, one of them was training, right? Or something. The guy, like, the guy who pulled you over was was training. Was and, training. And he they, was still on probation. Yeah, I found that out later with my, one of my other buddies who was a Cleveland cop. I knew that there was something. And he's not liked, by the way. He's not even liked by a lot of so you other know, people. You know, I I kind of liked him. <laughs> <laughs> he was no, no. He was it, the, the thing was is that he wasn't being like. Oh, whatever. Don't be nice. You're too nice. He was. <laughs> don't fucking. He was abuse. You could tell that he was abusing his like he enjoyed like yeah. he almost got off on abusing his position. Like that's that's what he. You could tell that he was almost because he had this smirk almost the whole time. And like I'm a person that that respects. You know I respect uh, law and order. I respect the police officers. I respect. I, yeah. I respect what they do. I know it's a difficult job. I know that they go go into difficult situations without knowing what's going on. So I understand the hesitation of just 
being friendly with people that they go up to their car. I understand that. But he was almost, you could tell he was like jabbing, like with, with his remarks. Like it was Mm -hmm. almost like he was enjoying what he was doing. And so, but when I got over to the other officers, (laughs) as he was searching my truck, they were like, Hey man, uh, do you, I mean, if you just have a little weed in your car, like, or in your truck, you'll be fine. Like, just, just tell, just tell us, like, you'll just write you a ticket and we'll, we'll go, we'll, we'll go. And I was like, man, I wish I did, but I really, I really, I really don't have anything in my car. Like I sometimes do, but I don't now. <laughs> no, I didn't say that, but, <laughs> but, uh, but, but they were like super cool. And they were like, almost like, like, uh, consoling me because I was, I was like, cause they knew the, the new guy was screwing it up <laughs> Honestly. and they could tell right away. Like we were talking about how, how I just had, I just bought it. We just bought yeah. a new house and, uh, we were talking about how we have a, like, they were asking about the house, asking about our pool, asking if they could come over for barbecues. Like, <laughs> like literally, like they were super cool and they could tell that I was not like, they could tell that I was getting, cause I was getting very overwhelmed. Mm. Like I don't like. I, I don't put myself in situations where I have to be a bra- or like be abrasive or have people be abrasive to me because I don't like that. Like that's mm. not I'm I'm a lover. Like I'm a I'm a person that <laughs> You don't like conflict. I don't like conflict. Yeah, even like, with relationships. I mean, I I I will do it. I I'm I'm not afraid of it, but I I don't that's not how I want to be No, I'm not non-confrontational. Oh, I just okay. I I don't enjoy it. Like, it's not, it's not something I do for leisure, you know, like uh, some people love fighting, you know, and that's crazy to me. Like I'm some, a little like that. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, it's hard for me to be nice that it is just stand my ground. Well, it's way easier for me to just stand my ground. Isn't that weird? Well, if, if it's something that means a lot to me, it's way easier for me to stand my ground mm-hmm. than it is to, to not then, then okay, I, that's then, fair. yeah. But if it's, yeah. if it's something that I have no control over, like yeah. getting pulled over, <sighs> like I would rather be a, I'd rather him write me a, t- at that point, I would have rather him write me a ticket and sent me on my way rather than do the whole charades of, of searching my truck and everything, mm-hmm. mostly because of time, but also because of like, it's putting a lot of st- like mental stress on me, like just, you know, with the whole situation that's you know it's it's i'm late i'm i i felt like i did everything right i don't i don't feel like i did anything wrong and yeah and and he was but his questions were like this is he was like uh don't you like like i said as when he got me out of the car after he searched my truck he he came back and got me from the other officers and he was like well, I didn't find anything, but don't you think this is a little suspicious? And I was like, um, honestly, no, sir. I no, sir. I don't. I was like, honestly, no, sir. I don't. Um, I, I I don't. But I would love to hear why you think it's suspicious. And he was like, well, you uh, you got in your car or you got in your truck and you um, ran the red light and you and I pulled you over and now your eyes are red. I was like. That was his that was probable li- cause. Literally his ex- explanation of why this situation was suspicious. And I was like. <laughs> I was just like that. I'm sorry, sir. That doesn't make any sense. And I, I, I explained to you, I, I, I went on to explain to him everything again about my contact lenses, about my allergies, about, about being up for, you know, since five 30 in the morning, like and working and having dust from an old house being in my eyes. Yeah. Like, like literally like I might've, I might've now looking back on it, I might've over explained to the point where I was being suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> 
extra details do mean people are lying. But, but that's the thing is that I'm genuine yeah. when I do it. Like I, 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 I'm a terrible liar. Like I'm an <laughs> awful liar, but I'm a great truth teller. And so, <laughs> so you got cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> you got some meth. Yeah, definitely. For sure. For sure. I mean, I do like to party. <laughs> Just not at 8.30 in the morning. So did he actually let you go, I'm guessing? Did he get a ticket? He didn't even give me a ticket. I almost felt disrespected. (laughs) I was like, I was like, you're going to go through all of that. And I told him, I was like, I know I ran the red light. New guy. I was like, you're not even going to give me like, you're going to give me a Because he felt bad. Like, it was just so crazy to me. And it was, the thing was, is that moving, like moving in like a month before that, it was just my first experience with Cleburne PD at mm. all. And it was just, it, it was almost like disheartening because like, well, and, and the explanation that I got from you really did help because yeah, it, it was, it was, he was training. He wasn't like a officer that had been on the, you know, in the field for, for 20 years. For, yeah, yeah. And like he was the head of the police <laughs> or whatever, but like, it's just, it, it, it still was like very, cause I'd never had any I'm trying to think I'd never had, I, I think I can say this. I, I've never had any negative uh, situations with a police officer before that, like ever, because I go through those, you know, those steps of like, I don't, I don't want to be in this position of being pulled over. We also so, think like with people like that you, in today's culture with police, you'd think that a new guy coming in would be a little hesitant to do stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know how they train them to be honest, but but I think that people, I think that people that are going to be like that are not, are they're not swayed by society's rule. Like they're not swayed. It's more internal. It's more of like they're just, who they are. They're just going to be like that. Yeah, no matter no what matter situation, what, even if they're <clears throat> working at the, the grocery store, they're going to be like kind of abrasive and be, you know, like they're going to think that they have power over mm. you just because they're in a, like that position. Like mm. I, it's, it's, I just don't think that they even think like, I think that it's almost second nature for them to be, you know, th- that way, because mm. that's how, that's how like over the top it was, was that he was, and I haven't, I didn't really go into detail about how like abrasive he was actually being, but he was it, it, the way, the way that he, the way that he was smirking, the way that he was was you could tell that he was enjoying it i think it's something that's almost almost comes second nature for people like that mm. like it's not it's I, weird because you have to find somebody who's authoritative and confident but the people who are like that are also authoritative and confident and borderline narcissistic in a lot of ways yeah, so it's hard to especially find that balance of somebody who's like chill with themselves mm-hmm. and authoritative and confident when needed but also like knowing when not to do stuff yeah absolutely well and it's hard to weed those people out mm-hmm. in the process that they have it's yeah. it's hard to find the difference between the people that are authoritative and confident but also genuine and and compassionate because there's no training scenario that will be able to train or well, and they, they hide that. that. They hide it very well, yeah, you know, in the training. They're, they're on yeah. the best behavior. And 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 they and I think that being a police officer does um, you it does inflict some sort of like almost like an ego boost to yourself. You know, like it, it gives you it is a position of power in the sense of like you're supposed to be a community, you know, a community servant, uh, servant but also you are able to like write tickets to people and you are able to. You know, you are able to arrest people. You mm-hmm. are able to do things that normal, regular citizens. And finding that balance is just so hard. Yeah. And it's and it, and it even if he didn't know that he was that type of personality, it, it could have been that position that brings it out. I, I believe that it could be that position that brings it out of you almost because 
it's like it's like in the what is it the Stanford experiment when when they uh, do the prison guards and the prisoners. Yes. And and it's like regular people that are in there, and it's just like they almost become after, what the very thing the they prison hope gu- not to. Yeah, regular people mm-hmm. that are in the position of prison guards, mm-hmm. like almost act out the like they they act out that power over the people that are just it's it's just normal people so i think it's kind of like a mixture of the person being that way and also like the position being that it's also the field too because um i've mentioned this a few times on on previous podcasts where dr mark swagger who talked about psychopathy he researched psychopathy for the first 10 years of his phd can i ask a question mm -hmm. what is psychopathy the study of psychopaths Specifically within the criminal justice system. It was in system. the word. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Psychopathy. Yeah. Psychopathy. <laughs> study of. I just never heard that. I heard psycho- psychology. Psychopathy. I heard psychiatry. Yeah. I heard- <laughs> it's literally the study of psychopaths. Okay. Okay. And uh, if you get a chance, you can go back and listen to that because it was fast. And I actually had him on to talk about like drugs and Kratom because he was also a Kratom researcher. Okay. And uh, he's like, yeah, well, I, I did my first you know, few years in, in the study of psychopaths in the criminal justice system. I was like, wow. what? And apparently first responders attract and spit out narcissists and psychopaths because of the way the high like there's there's 10 traits of a psychopath and because like as he was like describing the 10 traits of what a psychopath is i was like hey that's that was my career for like seven years like that is it possible that ems and like it sounded like the trait like the training menu for (laughs) for what you did (laughs) oh yeah he's literally outlining like what i was for a time because of um the industry it attracts and then spits out yeah. psychopaths. Yeah. Well, I think that I think it comes with I think psychopaths are very good at not getting too high and not getting too low when it comes to emotion. And I think that you need that in a in, lack of empathy was is trait number seven. I yeah. Believe. Well, and I think that I think that is a very uh, it's a very um, important and attractive um, quality when it comes to like some jobs you know especially like in in when you're talking about emt like i think that if you go into a situation and you're overly emotional Mm -hmm. and you're overly you know it destroyed me when i did the very beginning of when i was super green in the field yeah like you jump in you're like i want to save lives blah blah blah. and you realize like every time somebody dies it really like takes a part of your soul and you want to feel yeah but after a while you can't or else you it'll destroy your marriage it'll destroy your family absolutely well you're taking it home yeah yeah and you can't and you have to like train yourself so so i'm curious like if if even this police officer because the industry attracts i'm not saying he's a psychopath but i'm saying it's interesting how he had psychopathic tendencies everybody has some psychopathic tendencies you have to have all 10 for it to actually be a psychopath can you have like eight and round up (laughs) (laughs) no i don't know i'm just saying like from the 25 minutes that i was around him I'm not claiming that he was a psychopath, obviously. <laughs> I'm not a psychopathologist. <laughs> that would work, right? That might be it, yeah, actually. Yeah, psychopathologist? Yeah. The, the person who a studies noun? psychopathy. Uh, so psychopathy is... <laughs> psychopathy. <laughs> psychopathy. <laughs> Path, pathy of psych. Good old pathy of psych. I don't know. What would that be? It has to be a psychopathologist. Psychopath. <laughs> I tried a psychologist? Let, I tried to let, let it roll off the tongue that time and it still didn't. What if you're a psychologist? <laughs> no, because you said he studied psych. Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, pull it up. Jamie, pull it up. <laughs> Kaylee, pull it up. What is somebody who studies psychopaths? It's a psychopathologist. <laughs> I'm going to get it one day. It's going to sound normal. Psychopathy is the, is the study. Yeah. 
but like an yeah. ist is the person who studies, like a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a biologist, a just so psychopathologist. <laughs> I don't know. You better have a good source. But what? Uh, they're still no. in the brain. That's a brain. Now there's behavioral neuroscience, but that's not that's not specific to psychopathy. No, like behavior neuroscience is like my favorite thing in the world. Is that like that? Uh, what's that? A uh, mind? What's that show on Netflix? Um, yes, uh, Mindhunter. Mindhunter. Amazing show. I've only so I watched like the first season, like probably maybe the first and half of the second, like probably a year and a half ago. But life got in the way, uh. and I haven't I haven't continued to watch it. But psychologist. The psychologist. <laughs> But I wonder if there's like a specialty for psychopathy. There has to be. There's a specialty Cause, for cause everything. Because this guy, Dr. Swagger, is a clinical psychologist. Okay. So he's a clinical psychologist who studies psychopathy. Okay. Well, I'm going to be a psycho- psychopathologist. Psychopathologist? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to... It's I'm an gonna, emerging field. I'm going to major in psychopathy <laughs> when I go back to college. Well, criminal justice is one of them. That's that was a big one. Like mine, mine hunter. Yeah, like they started the study of these oh, uh, serial killers. They, they did the yeah serial killer. They they had that uh, system where they they found out if people were dude that was so fascinating. That was really fascinating. Isn't there? I love. Isn't there a condition like now where there's an infatuation with serial killers? It's typically uh, hasn't that always been a condition? Hasn't like hasn't like you what? We breed that. We that. What do you mean you breed that? No, but it's an actual condition now. I wanted to have Jamie. Like, what's I want, that condition? I wanted to have like three babies with you, but eleven like, percent. You're not gonna Google that. I can't. Well, I can do my computer. Computer. Did she say we breeded that? My Wi-Fi network appears to be dropping video data. Don't drop video data. Oh, I thought you said me and you breed that. I was like, oh, well, I was gonna have three kids. With you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying we breed psychopaths. It's actually called something though. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's a massive infatuation. It's it's romanticizing. Oh, the yeah. fat, well, and it's the idea that there's, I think it's when women, like when women fall in love with serial killers, even when they're in prison, like after yes. they know everything that, That's that they've a, done. That's a something syndrome, start with an S. Wasn't well, it? Yeah. Stranahan syndrome or. I, I know obtuse I'm, ideas. I don't know I know specifics. these names, but nothing's <laughs> coming to my brain right now. I don't know specifics. I know obtuse ideas. I got to get better cameras that doesn't rely on Wi-Fi. That's what I need to do. I mean, I feel like you look pretty good. You got 5G? Yeah. All right, like Jamie. You, I feel like you look pretty good on the camera. Well, it's, it's the fact that it's dropping because they all connect via Wi-Fi. So, so I just flirt with you the late. whole time? No, is the way the tattoo. You had a fight about me? I talk about you a lot too, man. I mean, I'll give you a high five. I think she might. I think she might be emblemishing a little bit. Blemishing? Emblem? Emblemishing? Emblemishing? No. Em, em, is that a word? Embellishing? Embell- that's what I said. Emblemishing? That's what I said. No. Nope. I put. The, I slipped the e and the l. Okay. Embellishing. <laughs> What did I say? Okay, so no, 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 no. 
We were talking. No, we were talking about that. We I remember this conversation specifically. <laughs> I remember this conversation. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm about to go in. No, I'm just kidding. Let's go. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Diving in. <laughs> no, but I remember this conversation specifically. We were talking about people that are not afraid to to just. Well, they're not afraid to come out and say whatever they want to say. Like they're like um, they will like they are not. It's like when I first met you. Do you remember what you asked me like the first time you met me? Or no. I met you? You don't remember? No. <laughs> so the first, almost, I think it was like the third thing that you said to me was, tell me a story. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you don't remember that? No. It was at my house in Fort Worth. And we were having the like a Friendsgiving. No, it was when you you brought your kids over. This was the first time I ever met you. It was when y'all, y'all brought your kids over. And Alec was there and our kids played together and we sat out in the living room. Yes, yes, yes. And, okay. And, uh, and it was like, literally like, it was the first thing you ever said to me when it was like, just me and you, you were like, tell me a story. And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? Tell you a story. Like, like, a, like, like we have some books. You want me to read you a story? Once upon a time. No, so I, I, but I, but I enjoyed that about you because it was, it, I could tell that, I could tell what you were doing was that you wanted to, from the very beginning, you wanted to almost like get into my brain. Like you wanted to hear something more personal than, you didn't want to do small talk. You didn't want to do, oh, yeah. you want to, you want to hear, like, you, you didn't want to talk about the weather. You didn't want to talk no. about, like, you wanted to get <clears throat> right to it. And I, I, I like, well, that sounds a little weird. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you want you wanted to dive into conversation that was deeper than than you know just just small the cowboys talk. man they still suck exactly uh-huh. and I will talk football don't worry yeah, but they're getting better uh, I, no, I'm not going to talk no? about the cowboys but okay um, no but, but I, I, I realized I appreciate you saying that but I've realized that not everybody's like that sometimes I'm a little like um uh, I don't want to say autistic up about front? this but I am uh, kind of like where I, I don't get social cues sometimes. <laughs> Where I, where people who don't like that it makes them uncomfortable. We're all, yeah. all like, hey man, let's. let's but the thing is, is that. Life. But the thing is, is that you met somebody that loves that. Okay. Because I love uncomfortable. Like, I love uncomfortable situations. Really? Like, like, like I said, not, <laughs> like, not earlier, not not abrasive situations. But I love genuine, like, uncomfortable situations. Hmm. I love because I think that it, that's where, like, like. Genuine, like genuine people come from is, yeah. is is and they and they stand above and they can they can thrive in uncomfortable situations, yeah. and so when you asked me that, it caught me off guard, but it was in a good way. And mm. so back to the conversation, back to we your romance. Having, <laughs> I was telling I was telling her that there's not very many people in our lives th- that are like that mm. that will just jump into conversation like that with without with, with like 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 almost. Like canceling out all the social cues, which I love because I don't like social cues. I don't. I just like. Uh, I just like being genuine. I like. Yeah. I like when people are. I being like being genuine. real. Yeah. I just, I, I'm sick of pe- not pe- people being not real. Yeah, and we will get into that for sure. But, <laughs> um, but that's why. That's why because I compared y'all in the sense of y'all. Y'all. Is she like that too? Well, she's she's a little bit different in the sense that she she picks up co- social cues. <laughs> But doesn't always like overthink it. But she doesn't always balance the social cues as well. Like she's just like she likes she recognizes social cues. Well, she no she she recognizes the social cues, but then 
bulldozes ahead past the social cues, not giving, not giving, can I curse on here? I don't care. Not giving a fuck about the social cues at all. Like, but, but it's almost not on purpose. Like you said, it's almost like, it's not, I'm not going to call my wife autistic because she's not autistic. She's one of the, she's one of the most beautiful, genuine person, people, smartest people I've ever met. But in, when it comes to that social cues don't hold her back. And yeah. that's what I was comparing. All, that's what we were talking about is that I, I was, we maybe were, I shouldn't come into the conversation next time. <laughs> no, but we, I had already brought you into the conversation. <laughs> because y'all, y'all, y'all are very similar in that yeah. way. And I, we weren't yeah. about to like get it on, but like, <laughs> <You're> like <laughs> making love and saying my name. Yeah, it wasn't like that. <laughs> hey, I was just being genuine. That's <laughs> so funny. No, but yeah, that's that's so that like that trait in a person me it means it means everything mm, to me. To me, same to me. Somebody who can get down and dirty, talk oh. about hard things in a good way. Yeah, because you and I have even disagreed. Even, even if they, yeah, I was about to say, even if they say something that is, you know, like that you disagree with, or even might be like a little, like, damn, like, <laughs> why did you say? It? Like, I enjoy that because it's like, okay, so what? Why? What made yes, you? Why? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like, what? What went on in your brain for you to think that? And if it was just like a nervous tick, or if it was like something that you had thought out, yep. or if it was just something that you were blurting out, like, and I can usually tell the difference in those three, you know, like mm-hmm. if it's, if it's, if it's a nervous tick, you, you can usually tell because they won't, they will usually like apologize for it right away. You know, like they'll usually, you could see it on their face that they didn't mean to say something like that. And honestly, like, that's just a form of love. Like I, I want to like get to know people and love them in a way that um, they never felt loved before. Yeah. yeah. And not just like not in like a weird, but it's like like getting to know somebody. Yeah. Like this is the biggest fear for most people. Most people fear it's like one of my catchphrases. One a guy named Eric Morgan uh told me about this. He goes, Most people like they want to be loved, but they're afraid of that if they're to be loved, they'll you have to be fully known. And they're afraid that if you're fully known, you'll never be fully loved. And so that's why they people never yeah, put their so front out yeah. to sit to be known because it's they like a fear too. they'll never be loved. Yeah. So like I'm just like sick of that. Like I want to get to a point where no matter what. But I think that's okay. I think I, I think that's okay that, because the, I think I think it's well no. I mean the walls. It sucks for people mm-hmm. that 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 can't get past that. I agree. It, I think everybody's like that to some level. Yes, I do agree with that. But it, I think it also puts in a natural filter of of people that that can push through that and can like like intelligently. Not not like open to everyone, not like, oh, I'm just an open book mm-hmm. that will just like disc- like like I'm not going to just tell all my secrets or all my Bad relationship, idea. like what goes on in my relationship or anything like that. But I think that it it filters the people that can that can understand what's going on when you're having a conversation with somebody like you're ha- you're dancing with them like you mm-hmm. are you're you're giving information as you're getting information. And so I think that that's important. And when people kind of shut that off. I think it's something that they need to work through. You know, like I think it's, it, they might've been fucked over in the past or they might've like gone through some trauma or. Well, it's know, me a million times over. Like I was not like this for the first. Well, ever. I think it's a part of the maturity I think process. Fairly, I think it's fairly new for me, honestly. Yeah. The past year and a half, two years, maybe. What do you think? Yeah. I've actually like pursued this and really yeah. wanted because well, my if, friends showed that to me. Yeah. I was very cold and very hard yeah. and, you know, lacked empathy and, yeah. Uh, you talk about intelligence. Um, I've never like before. I just wanted to acquire information. Yeah. Because information and, and knowledge doesn't mean intelligence. No, absolutely because typically not. it's you're just memorizing facts about yeah. protocols. Like that's how I was in the hospital. Yeah. Well, like, that's I, how I, I feel just, when I listen to Joe Rogan. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I'll say some things and I'm like, oh, hope they don't listen too because 
I had to get that reference out of the way. <laughs> yeah. No, but for, like, like some of it's just memory, like what yeah. they talk about. Knowledge going. isn't intelligence is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Absolutely. And before I thought, I thought like, like going into EMS, <clears throat> I thought I knew some shit until I got on the ambulance and you realize you don't know Jack. And then you, after a while, you're on the ambulance, you're like, okay, I, th- I think I know my stuff. And then you get into the hospital, you're like, I don't know Jack. Mm-hmm. And then you get to a point in the hospital where you're like, hey, I know some, I know what the doctor's going to do before they're going to do it because it's all based on protocols and not necessarily critical thinking, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and then you get past that and you're like, I still don't know Jack. But my goal here is to always try and learn because I've mm-hmm. seen the knowledge base and facts kill people mm-hmm. and not will, the people who are unwilling to challenge their own opinion and their thoughts on something is what I've seen kill patients. And when I say that, I say doctors like the, the like being dogmatic, like being like, like not open to, to new ideas or just open minded in general. Yeah. And I've seen like, there was one time I was in a cat scan. Uh, Cause one of my jobs was we get a trauma, um, do the whole process, a long process for a trauma. Um, well, if, if you're good, you're, it's not really long, but <laughs> hopefully it's like five minutes. You're in and out real quick. Mm-hmm. I rush. We all get to CAT scan. I remember the trauma attending. So a trauma attending to become a trauma attending. So four years of, of undergrad, four years of medical school, five years of general surgery, and then another five years of trauma surgery, if I believe. I'm out. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you become, um, not even a, a, a like a chief trauma attending. I think you have to like, we're still work your way up to that inside the field. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong, but I remember talking to this trauma attending and the, I, heard, I was hearing the trauma attending talk to his chief resident. And he basically said, no matter what anybody else says, what you know is you're God. doesn't matter what happens in that room. You're God. You make the decisions. Um, and that's a lot of pressure. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like if you make the wrong decision, it doesn't matter because you're the highest authority because you had the most years of experience under your belt. Okay. That's basically what medicine is. Yeah. So it's, it's very, like a hierarchy. Yeah. Yeah. Which hi, the study of hierarchies is really good to some degree. Well, yeah. um, it's very important. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I started breaking that down. I realized like, like the pride in that position, I've, I've seen kill more people because they didn't listen to, you know, somebody who had a question or, Hey, maybe we should try this. And I've seen over and over and over again, um, that process kill people. Mm-hmm. And the, I pride, said, the pride of the mm-hmm. position of the patient or the pride of, of the position of the, e- of the doctor, of the doctor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Both ER docs, trauma attendings, no matter like, in fact, the more, um, lofty position, the more pressure, the more pride, yeah. the, the le- less likely they're willing to learn yeah. and continue to learn. Well, I think you're talking about bad doctors. Genuinely. I think that's, that's it's vast though. And because that's, that's and how that's, they're taught. I'm not going to lie. That scares me a lot. <laughs> like that's, that's very scary when you're talking about one of the most important positions in any society yep. is, the, is the people that have the most knowledge about taking care of people. But I think that, I think that one of the best lessons that I ever learned is that, I mean, it, it sounds like a cliche and it is a cliche, but as you, as you get older and as you, um, as you uh, like approach life, you almost, you open up new avenues so that you learn, you're like, you figure out that there's you, you know, less as you get older, like you, you know, cause you, there's so many, not always the case though for people like maybe like you and me. Yeah. But not the no, case. I'm not, I'm not saying that, that that's the case of that's how they think. I'm saying that's how it is, is that if you're actually t- going to things of, with an open mind, I think that if you keep opening up 
windows and opening up avenues that you realize that there's so much more to learn as you learn more. Yes. You know, like it's, and that sucks that. But what happens when, if if you're trying to learn and you're at the top of your field? Well, I think that, I mean, if you're a top, what are we talking about top of the field though? Trauma attending, trauma researcher. That's top of the field. But isn't there like a head, head regional trauma (laughs) manager that, you know, let me, let me speak to the manager. (laughs) No, but like, isn't there always, unless you get to like the chief medical uh, assistant or whatever, chief medical researcher of the United States, isn't there always somebody that's above that person? Like maybe not in the, maybe not in the small community that is that hospital or, you know, whatever, but like, isn't there always somebody, somebody that you could look up to for more information or even strive to be the higher you get the least, the less amount of people you're willing to learn from. No, that's that makes I, sense. That's what I've seen. That makes sense. To where it's like you you become, you know, say you're the Surgeon General. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure a lot of that is um, administrative. Yeah. Less I was about to say that's, practice and more, less clinical and more administrative. And that's the pro- uh, problem with the president. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, I'm saying that the position, I'm not saying anybody yes. or any, like, I'm not yes. saying Joe Biden right now or yeah. Trump early. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the position in general, that's what the problem is, is that what people don't understand is that that the most important thing about a president, that what they do is they put people around them to make the decisions where, but they will actually listen to them. You know, they will actually take them for their word and not just push along for whatever they think, because they're not the expert. Yeah. Usually they're, they're the politician, but keep going. No, all all, all that to say, no, that's perfect. I, I like what you're saying. Um, I'm just saying what led me to like having more of an open mind was those situations. You know, I never wanted to be, in a position where my pride because my lack of learning killed people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you got to see like a perfect example of what you didn't want to do. Yes. And I was pre-med that at that time frame. Wow. I was like, Hey, I'll go my, my bachelor's, get my doc. I'll be, you know, saving lives. And I realized that's just not the case. That's just not how but medicine thing, is anymore. But the thing is, is that I feel like we need more of you. <laughs> yes. Like, but not to be a cog in the machine. Because, okay, so listen to Dr. Matthew Evenhouse. By the way, sorry to interrupt you, but I don't know shit about how a hospital works or how any of this shit works. So I'm just going to let you know, I I speak in obtuse ideas. (laughs) That's good, though. That's good. (laughs) That's how I think and that's how I speak. (laughs) So I'm just letting you know that. Go ahead, but. It's just, it's a cock on the, cock on the, I don't want to be a cock on the machine. Did you say cock? Cock. Okay. (laughs) C-O-G. Kind of hot. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we keep going. Clogging the machine. Cog, cog or clog. C O G. Okay, cog. Oh. Here's a, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> this microphone is so close to my face. It's all my whispers. Okay, go ahead. On Sorry. your whispers? Yeah. On your whispers? It's like my my mumble. I have a mumble mouth. I was just like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. I can DS it afterwards. It was a DSer. On it's called a DSer, a dick suck, DSer, <laughs> DSer. Do we D- edit a lot of this? No. Oh sweet. I mean, I I do the EQ. I think as I'm saying no, with that. I, I would love to leave like all this in. I think this is very important. <laughs> I told you, I try not unless somebody asks me to take uh, like a comment out or whatever. You know, I, take I it all out. To. Let's just start over. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, it's a cog in the machine. You were saying it's a cog in the Dr. machine. Dr. Matthew Evenhouse, he's two or three episodes ago. Is this the psychopathy guy? No, this is a ER doctor okay. who is talking about a lot of the same things that we're talking about. Okay. Where 
it, it a lot of um, medicine nowadays has just become administrative and a business. And the very professionals who are trying to raise awareness for certain things are getting shut down and censored simply because it doesn't fit with the machine. And I didn't want to be that guy. I figured the way to change things. So like, like a lot of medicine nowadays is protocols. You come in for chest pain. I know exactly what you're going to do. I know what blood tests you're going to take. I know that we're going to chest x-ray. We're going to get it. If it's bad enough to be on the symptoms, we're going to go CT, check for aortic aneurysm. We're going to do an EKG, check to see if you're having a heart attack. I, it's all the same. You come in and say, I have belly pain. It's just yeah, it's it's a, a checklist, checklist yeah. for everything. Which is good. Which is good in the sense of like with how many people we're dealing with in this country, like to have a protocol is good. Yes. It's, it's But it's also good to go ahead, but it's also good to stray away from that. If it needs to be straight away from it's just, what, what I'm seeing. You're right. You're absolutely right. And I don't, I definitely don't want to take away from that because a lot of medicine is good in that sense, mm-hmm. but it becomes so much more intricate whenever somebody is complaining of something that doesn't fit any protocol. And there's yeah. tons of that. Well, yeah. And our system doesn't allow for, diving into those type of things and that's treating education. those type of things. That's education. It's protocols. It's it's all just protocols. But what I'm saying is that that's lack of education when it comes to like what, what it could be like, like being able to give the power to the person that is dealing with the person that walks in and is saying, okay, I have belly pain and you should be able to have the freedom of, 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 you know, not feeling the pressure of, okay. So as long as you're not giving them like, like, things that will hurt them or have like, like side effects that are negative or whatever, mm-hmm. but you should have the, you should have the freedom is what I'm saying is you should have the freedom of going um, outside of that protocol to a level. And, some, and that protocol is there to keep people safe in a way, yeah, but there, I've sense. seen so many times where that protocol, like deviating from that pro- protocol or whenever doctors have wanted to deviate from that protocol to treat the disease um, in a different way because that's what is that's what it needs mm-hmm. they can't because of insurance or because they insurance. didn't bill it right or yeah. because they said two wrong words in their coding you know it, it's all it's all just a system and i feel like a it's lot a of machine it's a machine and i saw this all the time where patients are saying hey i they don't give me anything and they don't know what to do um because they're not tackling the core issue because our system is built to just cover up the symptoms or treat the symptoms and so we're seeing that over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized I didn't want to be a part of that protocol-based medicine. I figured if I wanted to really change things, I should maybe jump into research because that's how you really can change. Like Absolutely. the protocols that we have right now are based on research. So, okay, let's take a step back. The people who are actually changing the country are the people in research. Yeah. And then you come, jump into research and you realize, okay, a lot of these people just know each other. And the journals and the articles that are, like are getting big, accepted are because they know each other. It's like a big fraternity. Yeah. Literally, it's, so, it's, it's not the, it's not the, uh, what they say is not the grades you make. It's the hands you shake. Yes. And that's basically what yeah. um, research is nowadays. Yeah. But I mean that, and that sucks because it, it sucks. You can't change it from the inside and you can't change it from the outside. So it's like, it's, it's almost like you have to build like what you're doing right now. That's kind of, it's kind of, it kind of makes sense where, where so you get I, why I started the podcast now, gonna, right? So it's a good segue. There you go. But uh, I, cause I was going to come in asking, like asking you, why did you start the podcast? Cause it was, I mean, it was kind of, you know, I, I was like shocked when I heard it, I wasn't shocked in the sense of like, I didn't think that you had it in you. Cause I knew that, I mean, you did asked I start me, the podcast whenever, uh, well, I first met you. 
I don't know, but I learned about it after I had met you okay. a couple of times. I didn't know about it when I met you. Mm-hmm. So um, you might have started it before. Probably like a year ago. Might have been literally on the 12th. So it's two days ago, a year ago on the 12th is whenever I started it. I mean, I don't know when our anniversary is, but <laughs> um, <laughs> but but, uh, but uh, what was I saying? Sorry, I lost my track. Ask why I started this. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that makes a lot that makes a lot of sense of trying to uh, trying to kickstart a uh, platform almost because it, it you realize that you kind of it's a, it's an avenue it's a different avenue mm-hmm. than than trying to change it from the inside and also trying to just do research mm-hmm. and just kind of stay in the dark it's 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 an avenue for you to do research but also kind of, uh, you know, spread that research that you're doing to not just the people that are in the fraternity, but to people that are, you know, kind of trying to get your voice out there and get the research out there so that it can be heard by more ears than just those people. And what we're, what I've realized is, um, you know, we, we know that media today is, is kind of a joke. I mean, when you have a lot of mainstream medias, um, that are, are, are pretty much propaganda, uh, and if, if they're experts that they bring on, well, they're not news. It's it's not news anymore. Like that's what I'm saying. Propaganda. Yeah, it's 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 opinions. Yeah, that's all it is. And it's basically two opinions fighting for voices <laughs> oh, and yeah. and sponsorships and oh, yeah. subscribers. Yeah, so Fox News and CNN. Those are your two main ones. It's like a brother and sister fighting that aren't stating anything that makes sense. It's just they're yelling their side, trying to lo- yell it yep. louder than the other side. So there's no competition in the market. Yeah. And if you're not a researcher or an expert that fits what they want, then you're dubbed a crazy person. And there are a lot of people that are like, so <clears throat> what I've realized, like I, I posted one um, TikTok a while back <clears throat> and I had a lot of doctors jump on there and say, no, this, what you're saying is right. I just, I'm afraid to come out because I've gotten letters already from the board of medicines of the state and the nation. Was it about, was it about the antibody thing? <clears throat> was that what it was about? No, it was, it was about uh, ivermectin. That was one of the bigger the ones. Paste? The horse paste, right? <laughs> um, there's some. It's not just horse paste, but uh, I mean that they do sell it as veterinarian horse. They, they yes, do, it is a horse paste, but it's also, I mean, a, it's a dewormer. Yeah, that countries have used in humans for forty plus yeah. years. And here's my Joe Rogan uh, research. It won the Nobel, or I mean, yeah. the, <laughs> the guy won the Nobel Prize yeah, for it for I know. for uh, river blindness. Yep, <laughs> it's one of the same. It, all that to say. Um, Without getting into an ivermectin conversation, um, actually, I I'm had a, a doctor. But go ahead, <laughs> we're practically doctors. <laughs> to stay at Holiday Inn um, once. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? You were talking about not to get into an ivermectin oh, talk, but but <laughs> so the doc. So I had a, quite a few doctors jump on there and say, "Hey, he's asking the right questions. I've been threatened just for asking questions myself for my for my doctor." So like, I'm I'm confused why. So many doctors and physicians are getting threatened just by asking questions. And that doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. If we know that there's even a slightly a a good uh, chance of a drug working, why shouldn't we be able to pursue that and ask those same questions? Yeah, well, I think it's a mixed bag of of answers for that. I don't I don't think it's one specific answer. I don't think that there's some crazy. Cons- I mean, the only semi conspiracy thing that would be is that the uh, the pharmaceutical companies that are producing the, you know, the vaccine mm-hmm. are trying to get people to stray away from something that they're not selling, <laughs> which I mean, it makes sense when you, when you think about it from a business aspect, mm-hmm. but it also doesn't make sense when 
the vaccines are sold monetarily wise and also, but sold, you know, um, through the media and sold through, you know, uh, talking about it as, as <coughs> something that is, you know, a cure all like it's it or, or something that it, it makes sense why, why they don't want that to get out. Oh, yeah. I guess from a business standpoint. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and they, and, but they also have a lot, a big sway in, you know, mainstream media mm-hmm. and it's called mainstream media. I don't know why it's called mainstream media anymore. Cause it really doesn't even get out to that many people anymore. Does anybody even watch? Like, I know our generation doesn't No. Yeah. I mean, I know it's the, yeah. The, it's typically through podcasts. Honestly, a lot of people's news are coming through podcasts. Yeah. And that's why I kind of started this platform too. And, and, and totally makes sense. I just wanted to ask questions. That was the biggest yeah. thing with all this. Like, well, and I, it doesn't make sense. It, like you said, it doesn't make sense why, why doctors or researchers or scientists are like it's always struck me as so like almost dystopian as like these people are scared to come out with their opinion about something that actually works well their whole livelihood is being threatened well, no, by it, asking the same questions i'm asking but because i don't have a medical degree i'm not getting threatened right now well yeah and i got some flack but for asking questions that seems dystopian right that oh, seems absolutely. that seems like <clears throat> and that's my well, point. i would think as as like you said it seems like it, it would be uh um like uh I can't think of the word, but um, when when they're changing the media, you just said it earlier. When they're changing the the uh, the media to to um, to propaganda, yeah, propaganda. Okay, yeah, it, it seems like hardcore propaganda <laughs> when they when when they're trying to hide things. <clears throat> where you know, there's that there's that state in India or whatever that that had very good Utah Pradesh. Yeah, that one. God, that was yeah. freaking good. And Goli or. Uh, Goa, Goa. It's G G O A. Yeah. Two of the states are using that drug. Yeah. And I don't know anything about the drug. I I mean, I know very little, but I just know that that, that recipe is a recipe for disaster. The recipe of being scared to tell the truth. And and I've been trying to zoom out a lot lately. I've been highlighting things like ivermectin, um, asking the same questions on that. A lot of doctors are afraid to ask and are giving me credit for asking. Um, but I'm trying to like even zoom out a little bit more. Like, I think it's pretty easy to get so caught up in the weeds about all this, uh, where they just want us to like, just fight about this stuff. Like, let's zoom out. Let's ask these questions on why are, why is this being, why is this even an issue at this point? And also like, why is public health, like why such a, uh, underfunded thing to begin with? Yeah. It just, it, none of it makes sense. Well, it could be, I mean, you talk about zoom out. It could be even zoomed out further when it comes to just um people being afraid to to say to state their own opinions and and there it seem, almost seems like people are um playing hopscotch in conversation like where they're they're tiptoeing around things that like that that they think will ruin their their livelihood like will get them oh, yeah. fired or you know get them uh, extra, uh um, ostracized when it comes to uh, their friend group or when it comes to social media or when it comes to like, or we'll get them completely censored, you know, which is like, if like that almost plays a part in this, because like if medical doctors and scientists and researchers are afraid that they will be ostracized, it, it, it's almost, it almost relates to that whole culture building of people censoring themselves where it's like they, they're afraid of the backlash. They're afraid of, the the mob trying to you know 
try showing up at their door and then they lose their their pension they lose their you know they lose their job they lose they and and none of these people are giving a voice that's my frustration yeah exactly they're they're not even able to come out and say it what they have parlor (laughs) (laughs) i don't know about that man (laughs) i don't either um they're not even able to come out and say and ask these same questions and like i'm not even saying that side of medicine is right yeah i'm saying give them a voice like let them say their piece and whatever side has the best evidence moving forward, that's the side that's going to succeed. Well, the problem is, is that how do we know if, how do we know that they're wrong if we don't hear them? Like, that's my whole point. Yeah, I know. Like, that's- so like I had a doctor on um, who came out strongly against the vaccine. Uh, Dr. Wallach is his name, a Poland doctor, Polish doctor. Uh, basically his, his study, he, he's into some theoretical research. He's into some uh, mindfulness, wellness uh, he's, he's done 30, 35 years of research. Um, none of it has really been, um, discredited. So to say at least he's, he worked at the, some Polish university, his conclusion in his study, um, basically said that for every four deaths, the vaccine prevents of COVID it has a correlation to, to six it creates. And it's pretty crazy. I was like, that's kind of weird. I heard about it. I just emailed him. I was, hey, man, we want to come on. Tell me what, what, like, how did you, how did you come to this conclusion? He came on, told me about it. And I posted it and I had some doctors like come on to me. He's basically saying that it's misinformation, that you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I was like, well, like, first off, I'm not saying the vaccine doesn't work. That's, that's never been my point. I'm trying to give people a voice to, decide for themselves and that's my frustration people are not being able to decide for themselves regarding any of these issues and this is the first time that's really come to light this extreme yeah and well the thing is is that so i think i i love to simplify things like i love to take things that are super complicated and make them obtuse okay so but here's go ahead i want to hear that because that's exactly a huge frustration of mine too because People think and I've done this before and I've been caught, I've caught myself doing this before where like you, you try and sound smart because of your insecurity. And so you make a concept so detailed and so outlandish with huge words that it makes you sound smart, but you don't understand the concept yourself. You, I personally don't think you don't understand. You can't understand a concept unless you can teach it to a five-year-old. Yeah, absolutely. So make it simple. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that I think that all of those complicated um, explanations and complicated um, data points and re- researches should all be out there. I think they that they're doing like people are doing amazing work when it comes to studying the vaccine, studying COVID. I think I think there are people out there doing amazing work. Mm. But the fact the fact of the matter is that free will and what you what you want to do should be at the forefront of like you were saying. It should be it, it should be what people are preaching you know isn't this kind of an evolutionary concept survival of the fittest or competition yeah. should come out front Absol- absolutely it should it, it 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 if if isn't that kind of how america was born competition yeah well absolutely honestly it's, i mean it's a yeah it's a very capitalistic capital society <laughs> yeah. granted there is some major flaws with the capitalistic uh, yeah. side of society <laughs> that's, that's tough um, to get into but, but com- competition is important but with this disease like if it was killing everybody <laughs> Like if it was killing everybody, any vaccine that they put out, I feel like even even if like the studies were were not as detailed, even as they are right now, I feel like people would be flocking to the to the to go get the vaccine just because any they'll be they'll take anything to to 
to prevent them from getting this mm-hmm. like deadly, deadly. I, I've disease. heard it uh, be compared to like smallpox, which when, had when a thirty-five percent yeah. mortality rate, thirty-eight yeah. percent with one of the strains. I forget which strain it was. There's two strains of smallpox. Yeah, the more deadly strain was the one that hit Europe and decimated everybody. But this isn't. This doesn't have a mortality. But I'm not like even the statistics. Like, but, what, but there are stats for both sides. I'm not yeah. trying to get a stat war. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, is that. Since these the statistics are so muddled and so like there there's there's good research being done, but but there's not a clear there's not really a clear answer on whether the vaccine like like what the efficacy of of the vaccine is. There's I feel like there's not like an overwhelming clear answer because I feel like the disease. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's killed a lot of people, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's and it's awful, and it's it's terrible. And I feel very very bad for the people that have lost people or that have you know that have dealt with this this disease in a negative way. Like I feel terrible, but it it wasn't it is, hasn't been as bad as we thought it was going to be from the beginning. So I feel like unless there's direct statistics saying that the vaccine is going to work, then trying to force people or trying to mandate people to get it is kind of like. It's 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 not right. It's not. Well, this has been a long time coming too, because this debate was in my public health class. My, or my my entire degree, we debated whether if TB came back, and because it's a very, it's air, airborne virus, yeah. it can kill you. Absolutely. And especially now, antibiotic resistant TB is becoming a new thing because we've overused antibiotics. So, so TB is on its way back, yeah. which will kill people. So the question was, is it ethical to force people to quarantine if you have TB? And I saw both sides of the argument. And that's, that's, this is one of those things that coming back, like, like if it's, if people are having to choose whether or not to be, to quarantine or not, maybe the disease isn't as bad as people think. That's a crazy idea. I, I could be very well wrong on that. I don't know. But you, you don't have to force people to quarantine when you have smallpox. I was about to say, I think that, I think that what you were saying earlier, it's the survival of the fittest. So I think that, I think that forcing, I think that what, what's most important is giving the public every single detail. Is giving the public every single statistic, every single, every single uh, data point that is that is taken. I think that is informing the public, honestly, and and um, and being upfront with them. I think that's the most important thing because I think that people are a lot smarter than than like people give. I say people a lot, but people <laughs> are a lot smarter than people give people credit for. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think. Can you even talk about it? Yeah, it's just the humidity in here. That's why I think that information, like genuinely good, I mean, it's hard to trust any information, but but genuinely good information is the most important thing to give the public because I feel like even if there was a, a, a pandemic that was like killing everybody, I feel like that the people that notice those statistics would quarantine themselves. You know, like if I if I know if I knew that there was an airborne uh, pandemic that would kill us if we came in contact with somebody that I would I would not yeah m- me and my family would yeah. not would not go outside you know like and, we would hunker down and this has been bad don't get me wrong the COVID pandemic it's killed millions across yes. the world that's not something but to I be have- taken lightly um and I don't know if there's even even buds about that it's just there's some just weird stuff that's going on that I have questions about I don't have necessarily answers to but I have questions I think everybody has questions about yeah you reference the CDC it's kind of funny. My very final research paper to my uh, in my public health class seminar um, for my undergrad, I chose. It, I forgot what the topic, like what a parameter it was, but I, I my final research paper was about how trash the CDC was. I had senioritis bad, and I'm I'm basically trashing the CDC and garbaging the CDC in my paper to a 
epidemiologist, I think is what it was or something like that. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to fail this. Like <laughs> I'm basically saying how terrible the CDC is. I'm going to get an F. I got an A on that paper because it was like one of the most ballsy things I've ever done. What? I, I, I don't know what happened. She got me an A, but this entire time we've realized how discredited the CDC became. Think about prior to the pandemic. The CDC had some credibility. Mm-hmm. Like they, we were following them. We were watching what they were doing. Even though they've done some very, very shady stuff. And I won't even get into what shady stuff they've done or experienced. But um, they had credibility prior to this pandemic. You go through the pandemic and nobody trusts the CDC now. Yeah. They're, they're well, not the authority. I, th- I think that it's kind of like, and you might not like appreciate this reference as much as I appreciate this reference. But I feel like that like a, like an offensive lineman in football, right? I f- if they say that if you hear an offensive lineman's name in football, like if you hear his name a lot, then that, that offensive lineman is not, is, is making a lot of mistakes. He's not, you're not supposed to hear the name mm. of, of, of that person because they're just supposed to keep, they're just supposed to keep their head down and do their job. That's all they're supposed to do. They're not, you're not supposed <laughs> to hear their name. The CDC, I feel like is kind of the same way. Like I didn't pay atten- attention. I didn't, pay attention much to the CDC before this, but I feel like I've heard so much about the CDC since this pandemic has started. And I feel like a lot of it has been very like, it's been very almost like not, not completely contradicting, but it's been very muddled. Like it's been very cloudy in their message, you know, like, like they've been going back and forth. They've been, and I feel like that, that, that type of like institution should be whatever they put out. I feel like it should be like, like they shouldn't tweet every day or they shouldn't like they, they they shouldn't be putting out information that's not like packed solid. Like, well, that's that's been the frustration with a lot of people, too, because this has been a novel virus, a new virus. Nobody really knew Jack about it. Um, and so the CDC was they were kind of playing like, with the with their bobbing and weaving with. Yeah. The, with what was Which coming out. A level of that I agree with. But a lot of it just didn't make any sense either. And I think that's how like that. Back and forth, like you're talking about, though it was good for most people in the science realm and that there needed to be some sort of leadership in that. Mm-hmm. And granted, I don't think Trump did honestly good at all with a lot of this, with how he led that initial um, spearhead. Yeah. But because of a lot of the positionings that the CDC did on the chessboard, we have a discredited agency now, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. And I think that they, they could have handled it a lot differently to not discredit themselves. Cause I feel like they discredited themselves. I feel like it wasn't anybody else yeah. that, that discredited them. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a bunch of people just coming out of nowhere and saying, Oh, they're saying a bunch of, a bunch of, uh, uh, they're giving out a bunch of misinformation. And no, I feel like they kind of like did it to them. they, they bit themselves in the ass mm. because they did come out with very cloudy messages and things that were like, you know, at the beginning of the p- pandemic, <clears throat> this is like the most uh, obvious example when they, I mean, when they came out and said masks didn't work and then they come out and say masks do work. Like, I mean, yeah. it's just, it, for me being a, you know, a measly old EMT in my bachelor's degree program, I, I knew that masks work to a degree because it just logically makes sense. I mean, absolutely. Logically, even though, even though I, the entire time I do feel like, uh, I, I thought that, this whole virus was airborne to begin with based on its spread. Mm-hmm. I called that from the beginning and later proved right. Like a few months ago, people were like, Oh yeah, that it is airborne. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. The masks will still work to some degree. And it, and if you look at the quantity and concentration of anything, whether it's 
nicotine or yeah. alcohol concentration is everything. Oh, yeah. If I if I if I had a mask on and I s- tried to spit on you, it's gonna it's gonna take a lot. You know, like that's a very yeah. simplistic way to look at it. But like, if it helps at all, why not? Why not? I can. I mean, unless I know that there's been people that have like have breathing like trouble breathing, and it it is it is it is a problem for people that I, if I. Yeah, and that was I'm difficult. Tomorrow, plan of fitness. I'm uh, already, I'm already terrible at running. Honestly, I kind of liked it though, because like I felt a little bit more comfortable wearing a mask. Because I, like, I just didn't have to worry about like my beard. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so, what do you think about this whole like misinformation? You brought that up before. Like, that's a huge thing right now for discrediting any type of altering perspective well, is I, misinformation. I think it's. I got called all misinformation. I think it's a disease. I think that. I think misinformation. A disease. Yeah, I think misinformation is a disease because Hmm. if. But what the avenue I'm going to go down is genuine misinformation, not just being accused of misinformation, but genuinely putting out information that is that is not like not true. Well, I, just just intentionally putting out information that is not true. I think that's a disease because it spreads very quickly and it, it can be very detrimental. But okay, people, so give me some parameters here. What do you mean by that? Like, well, well, now I'm gone. It's like, what is mis- what is misinformation to you? Misinformation to me is well, I'll use this example again. When the CDC came out and said that the mask didn't work, is that misinformation or was that just them not knowing what they're doing? Well, it depends. It depends what the reasoning is for it. If the reasoning really is because of people, because of people thinking that there's not enough masks for medical workers and they're just telling it, they're saying that so that a bunch of people won't go buy masks and so they won't take up the, the mask for medical workers, then that's not, that's misinformation. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So deliberately intended to deceive. Exactly. And I feel like it's just lying. Like if, if we just, we don't even have to say misinformation. It's, well, just, that's, it's that, just lying. Yeah, that's not what we're seeing today though. Like I've, all these people that, so there's a, continue. There's Sorry. a difference between, there's a difference if we have to, want to have a conversation about the actual, uh, the actual action of misinformation or the action of a, accusations of misinformation because both of them are awful like if you're just going to accuse somebody of 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 just having misinformation because they you don't agree with them then that's just as heinous as actually giving that's giving misinformation like because you don't if if you don't know that that that's the norm now though absolutely absolutely that's the norm i'm the outlier we're the outliers yeah just asking questions about differing perspectives. Well, yeah, and if, if that that's an avenue that's that's awful. Is is people? It's like I mean, it's, on both it's, sides, it's the racism thing. It's, yeah, it's the ra- it's 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 just it's calling somebody a racist. I'm gonna throw some out crazy. This just popped in my head. All right, Focus. hit me with it. Focus. I'm ready. <laughs> He's looking at me. I had to like look away for a second. He was like staring at my soul. This is my shit. <laughs> Could, could an explanation for all this crazy, it literally feels like we're in two different worlds mm-hmm. on earth right now. Yeah. The left and the right. Right. Bottom line. Outliers. Two You're worlds. Right. Yeah. You and I were kind of like, whatever. Um, could that be an explanation for multiverse theory? Could we be living two universes right now, two realities, and this is multiverse? Well, I think we're, I think we're naturally living. Kaylee Automat says, I disagree. <laughs> 
I think we're naturally, yes, that is naturally true. Like that is. What? Yes, but I is did. that multiverse? Yes, it is. Yeah, I think we're it absolutely is. It's two realities. Because it's two different set of rules. I wish we saw both sides. But I think we're living in real life. I think we're we're living in real life. I think I think truth I think truth and honesty is real life. That's to me. Is truth relative? No, truth is not relative. Okay. Truth, I mean, if if you state something that is not true just because you're not well informed. What is that? Universalism? Not yeah, universalism. No, I mean it's ignorance. <laughs> what's what's universalism? But go there. I forgot what that is in the ethical world. But you see what I'm saying? Is that yeah. truth is 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 brings you down to earth. It 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 ties you to the earth because it's real. Like it's 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 tangible, it's real, it's true. So where what is the source of truth then? Some people think it's God, some think some people think it's something else. I don't know. I mean it's if truth is huh? Yeah, the source of truth it's is facts. facts. I believe in science. You know, the, <laughs> the source of truth is the source of truth. I think is consciousness. So That's what, what I, I think. The okay, consci- so then where does your consciousness come? Because the the because like like, if it's exactly so if, if it's your no, but if it's your consciousness, then truth isn't relative. And how is truth not relative if it's your consciousness? Because everybody's conscious is going to be different. But I'm not saying I'm saying consciousness in the sense of 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 being conscious to things that are affecting you or things that are out out or uh, um, outer influences. Being conscious to each one of those, like not just the state of not being, following, not the state of being truth conscious. Is like, what you're saying is like being truth is being open-minded to all the possibilities and taking yes. the most reliable information. That is being not even reliable because that throws a that throws a relativity. But that but that's yeah because that still is a relative truth. What you what you describe? Because somebody from I don't think I'm smart enough for this. Because somebody from say say uh somebody from Japan or something from somebody from Africa has completely different life. Then you're looking at you're looking at socioeconomical factors. You're looking at geography that are going to change based on what you're talking about. Absolutely, because they they also live in a different universe. You know, that's my point. That that means truth is relative. That's what I'm saying. Truth is relative. It's absolutely relative. That's what I'm not saying. <laughs> if because if truth is relative, then a murderer's truth to make uh, or rape somebody is good to them. But that's natural. I'm I'm that raping and murder is natural. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's absolutely. I don't natural. think it's natural. It happens yeah. to animals. Have you heard about that? Yeah, but it, but we're not animals though. There is a strong ethical argument for between. What an animal is in their ethical We're a conscious world. animal. We're not animals, and there's some great. Yeah, we, we evolved. We evolved from How are we not animals? We're not animals from the ethical are we side. Mythical, of it, we're not are we mythical beings? What are we? Humanity and uh, we're not mammal. We're not mammals. We don't are give we birth. We don't we're mammals, right? We don't give live yeah, birth. But it doesn't mean we're animals. Yeah. It does not mean we're animals. Mammals, all humanity mammals. from the ethical yeah. side. side that's like saying animals. rectangles aren't square or squares aren't rectangles. Okay, so so when a when a look at the definition of animals, it's gonna say me a. <laughs> I love this. I love disagreeing. That was great. I love it. I need some more Pendle to tell. 
Uh, okay. Well, maybe I. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I need some pinto bedding snicker. Could be fake news. No, okay, so what's what I'm saying? No, like it's on Google, it must be true. It, forget why why were we why were we asking if we're animals or not? Are you asking me? Why I forget how we got onto the animal. Well, it's because you know is truth relative? Yeah. How are we, I okay, just, so if we're talking about semantics, you're back up. I, we're, not talk, we're not doing semantic concepts here. I thought I knew you until you said that we aren't animals. We're not animals. <laughs> from, an ethical, from the ethical stance, only, we are not. Only ethical? Are you only talking about yes, ethical? Yes, because we're talking about truth. Are you truth not talking about true. physical at all? No. Huh. I literally said that. Wow. I, I thought you meant ethical in the sense of like ethically, Can we switch up the you can't say that word. I thought you meant like there's an ethical argument in the sense of like, like there saying that we're animals is unethical. I thought that's what you were saying. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. No, no, no. Okay. Oh, no, no. okay. Okay. Ethically, we are not animals because we have a different understanding of the world than the animals yes. around us. Yes. Wow. That, yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't know what you were it's talking probably, about. It's probably my fault too. But okay, this is a perfect example on how we got through it. Yes. <laughs> yes. We talked and yes. we laughed. Exactly. You don't think we're animals? You're not my friend anymore. I, I just met you. <laughs> no. She like Google immediately. We're talking about this. She's like, I'm going to Google this. Hold on. She's like, if you eat. I'm going to prove you wrong, bitch. She's like, if you eat plants and. <laughs> then you're an animal. Biologically. Yes. We, the, the, we're talking about this, the seven criteria of life is everybody, right? A life is has seven criteria, whether it's humanity or animals. We both meet both. We are okay? consciously different than animals, than, than traditional yes. animals. We're talking about re- truth being a relative, relative, like murdering. Yes. I'm talking about from the ethical standpoint, humanity murdering somebody versus a, a wolf or but, okay. murdering somebody but, is vastly different. But hasn't evolution caused murder and rape to go down a lot? And that's what hasn't. Okay. So have like, if you go back, if they had statistics back in like, you know, I'm, oh, I'm speaking out of my ass here, but I'm just saying. Um, uh, if they had statistics back in, you know, in prehistoric times, right? Are y'all tired, by the way? No, we're going to go for the record. Oh, I want to go for the record. What? Hey, no, I want to go for the record. You don't want to go for the record. No, I do want to go for the record. What, you know what my record is? Two hours and six minutes. No. Oh, just, Three and a half hours. We're going for the record. I'm not doing records. Uh-uh. They both got to work tomorrow. What? See? I can do it. Yeah. But I'm trying to be respectful. I can make this in like three podcasts. Molly can go to bed. She told me we were going to bang. So y'all got to get notch plan. We've been banging a lot, so it's fine. I was going to say, you can go to the gas station, buy one. <laughs> no, but... So, so yes, history. Okay. History. Stats. Stop. Hasn't... hasn't go away. Hasn't Me rape. and Brock need our own alone time. Rape. Sorry. <laughs> That's not okay. That's what I was about to talk about. So I feel like, okay, she likes it. But um, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, what I really, Continue. I was really just starting my sentence. My sentence just started with rape. <laughs> rape and murder. Okay. Okay. There we go. That's better. Rape and murder. 
Rape and murder, that's better, correct. Have gone down tremendously since those times. Would you agree with that? We can pull out statistics. If you, I like to speak in obtuse ideas. Okay, well, I don't think that's true, but okay, just continue. continue. Pillaging, pillaging continue. villages and 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 going into like I'm, I'm saying relative to the population, obviously. Okay, Not, let's just run with this. Keep going. Okay, so what I'm saying, I want to hear, hear argument. What I'm saying, ladies, is, I'm trying to like understand what he's trying to say. So what I'm saying is, is that that's not good for humanity. Obviously, obviously, rape and murder. So that's yes. rape and murder. Major, <laughs> you need more of that whiskey, bro. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, is that obviously it's been evolved. It's 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 continuously being evolved out of us. Rape and murder because it doesn't benefit humanity whatsoever, right? Yes, because but it if, is not because if it was normal. Then everybody would die. But we're not talking about normalities. We're talking about natural. We are talking about, we're talking about natural. We're talking about truth is what we're talking about. Yes. How did we fucking get here? <laughs> I asked that, that question because if truth was not relative, if it was relative to the person, then rape and murder would be normal and okay for anybody to do. But normal and natural are very different words. Normal is, I feel like it ties into to society and the rules of society. Natural doesn't tie into that. Okay, so then you're talking about the law of right and wrong. The law of ethical behavior is what you're talking about. I'm talking about the law, the of, law of morality. Of, that's, that's what you're talking not, about. But rape and murder is not moral or it's not ethical. It is a moral and ethical concept. Huh? When did we decide that it wasn't? Like, it to- Last week. <laughs> Can I Even smoke? you, huh? Yeah, but the, the yeah. What do you mean? I don't. I don't think that like raping and murdering and pillaging villages was a moral argument. It was just a survival argument. I don't think it's moral. Survivability and morality, I think, are are very. Like I'm good. Is it a Swisher? Happy one, happy one year, by the way. One year from the op- for your podcast. Thank you, man. You're welcome. Thanks. I meant to say that at the very beginning, but happy one year. Thank you. So rape and murder. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, how did we get there? So what were we talking about? We were talking about relative truths. I yeah. get that. But or the yeah, junk it. I'm very I'm very low class when it comes to cigars. I've tried every cigar in the I've I've tried yeah. like I like very my good swishers, cigars. I like my swishers, bro. I like black and miles. Oh. And I like wood tip. Can I charge my phone for just a second? Huh? Can I charge my phone for just a second? Oh, there's right there. Oh, no. Well. So why was I... Why, Sweet. Why, hold on. Before, so you're going to edit this. But so why was that, I... Sorry. Why did I bring up rape and murder? Well, I, I brought up that because um, if truth was relative, then rape and murder would be perfectly acceptable. And if that was perfectly acceptable to everybody... But isn't truth relative to the time that we're in? No, I don't, I don't. I argue that truth is not relative based on the law of right and wrong, the law of good behavior. But so truth was the truth back in prehistoric times, mm-hmm. the same truths that are right now? With the law of right and wrong, yes. Now, you can choose to numb that. You can choose to block that out. But doesn't right and wrong change? Why do we, why do we have the, the law of right and wrong? Why do we have the law of right and wrong? Because, because we don't want society to be... Anarchy. We don't want it to be Dude, okay, crazy. So from the from the huh? It absolutely changed. Okay, so yes, from a micro perspective, yes. Macro perspective, I would argue no. So what's what's your so parameters like my, on micro and ma- so macro? So my law of right and wrong has changed vastly. 
vastly. I, 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 like what I think is right and wrong now, I don't think is right and wrong then, back then. And that might change. Aren't you a representative? Aren't you a representative of like society? Like, don't, can't you project that to the bulk? I'm talking about, what do you mean? Can't you project your, your changing of what right and wrong is? Can't you project that to what the society thinks is right and wrong? Like, isn't that, isn't that kind of average? Like, wouldn't you feel like that your view on, on right and wrong is average when it comes to society? I'm still not following. I need an example. So like, let's say that, okay. So, I mean, I'm going to go right for the throat here. I mean, okay. don't you think that it's wrong to own a slave? Yeah. Okay. So doesn't, isn't the average view of society, don't you think it's wrong to own a slave? Yes. But if you lived back in the 1700s, that might not be your view of, of, because it was society, it was societal. Okay. I see what you're saying. And these, this is kind of what I'm talking about. Like, yes, those type of truths, those type of ideas do change over time based on societal standards. So it's relative. Not, no, that's what I'm saying. But more information. Yeah, absolutely right. In that as sense, you, yes. As you sift through information, right and wrong change. But murder has always been bad. Not necessarily. It used to be a sign of strength. Yeah. Taking a life? Yes. Okay, so let me ask you this. Where did, where did. Death was, death was accepted and praised for people in battle. Okay, let, let's take it even a step further. Let's go deeper here. Where did the idea of like, like, why does a kid know good and bad from birth? But why are you? At, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. If it's there was, natural for, for a kid. You automatically know what's bad and, and right and wrong. But from the day that they're born. Yes. But, but what I'm saying. No. Okay. So you that's, can't understand. You can't, you can't say that from the day that they're born, that they know the difference between right and wrong. You no, can't possibly hear, say that. Hear me. Yes. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. So imagine a kid. Okay. Let's say, I don't know, 100 years ago. We're about to get into it. Africa. Um, do, I have a, they, do I have an ashtray? Sorry. Um, just use that. Okay. <laughs> oh, that'll work. Um, imagine 100 years ago, 150, 200 years ago, a kid wakes up or, you know, is born into a cannibalistic society. Mm -hmm. Their village is a cannibal. Yeah. Today, let's eating just, humans is bad. Brock. Let's call him Brock. <laughs> Brock, <laughs> what you doing? Oh, Brock, Brock wakes up in a cannibalistic society. So Brock years wakes ago. up in a cannibalistic society 250 years ago. Okay. Yeah. To them, that's good. That's kind of what you're talking about. Like to them, that truth is relative. It is good. Yeah. Right. Based on societal standards. Their village. Can can cannibalism is good is what you're saying. I'm, I'm giving no, a scenario. No, I'm not right now, I, I don't think it's good. No, obviously. I'm saying to the kids, to the not. kid, that is their normal. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right? I just didn't know if that's what the category. So is how do they about. know that that? So one day they're, ladies, ladies. I'm trying to focus on a very hard topic here. <laughs> Welcome to my life. <laughs> <laughs> so cannibalistic. What? What? Hold on, hold on. Now hurry up and light. Hold hurry up and light. I gotta get yeah. mine. Um, what? Do we not have another lighter? I do. It's up there. I just want to go get it. Oh, I'm going to have to pee soon. And we're not ending the podcast. No, we're not. When I pee. Huh. We okay. can do it as long as we need. I might actually break this down to two. We'll see. That'd be awesome. We'll see. I want to be an outlier. You know, I like being an outlier. Just because you asked. <laughs> um, all right. So to the, the kid who woke up and was born into a cannibal tribe. Yes. Brock. Eating people, Brock. 
Brock, eating people is a good thing to you. That's normal to you, right? So what you're saying is like based on like this is the exact argument I'm giving you. I'm asking the question. What did like how did that kid, how did Brock, the cannibal kid, know that eating people was good to him? Brock has the answer. You ready? Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to answer the question with another question. Okay. When do you feel like a person is the most um, susceptible to being um, is is the most susceptible to being I, 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 there's a word for it, but being swayed one way or another, or being convinced, or being like when are they the most? It's based on the worldview. No, no, no. I'm saying when when is a person like what a what like what part of a person's life are they the most um what's the word i'm looking for the most um open-minded not so much yeah i guess open-minded they're the most as a child and it go and it goes more and more as you get younger right correct Hmm. like like you're when you when you're born you are the most open-minded the most susceptible to information coming into your brain as you will ever be and it gets gradually Less and less and less mm-hmm. and less and less and less, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to say that when you're born, right? You, from the day that you're born, you are getting influenced right away. Yeah, from the day you're born. So, so, so yeah, so yeah. exactly. So that's it's not it's not because there's a natural right and wrong. It's because that whatever is in front of you. You are being you are being uh, um, you are being influenced it influenced by it from the day that you're yeah, born. Yeah, so that's the idea that uh, morality is come is based on uh, country specific or society spe- specific standards. That's what you're trying to say, am I yes, right? Yes. Is that what I'm hearing? I think okay. so. You said a lot of big words, but I think so. <laughs> okay, so take the the cannibal again, Brock the cannibal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, one day he's you know he's eating his brother or he's eating you know his friend or whatever whatever whoever's left. Okay. <laughs> Um, he's eating him. I really regret so using my name. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good. Yeah. Um, and then he moves into, let's say he comes to America for the first time. He gets kidnapped and comes to America, right? 200 years ago, kidnapped. Okay. Okay. Just scenario. He lives, he lives in a, the plains in Wyoming or something. Scenario. Okay. okay. And then he, he, the first time he, he eats dinner, mm-hmm. he's like, where's the arm? That's my favorite part. Yeah. Well, then he what realizes the this bitch ass ribeye. <laughs> <laughs> then he realizes like, oh, like not everybody eats humans. And then as time goes on, he goes, oh, wow. Like this doesn't make sense. Yeah. It makes more sense to eat people. And I kind of feel weird about it. But it so here's my thing. So why does he know? Like, why is that the earlier ladies? I need y'all to chill. I'm trying to focus. Hey, please don't yell at them. Why does he question right? Like, why does he know the idea that right and wrong is even there? It's it's not the difference between right and wrong at that no. point. It's 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 almost like I mean to put it in a simple. It term, is though. It's pure pressure. Peer pressure. That's what it is. It's peer pressure. He I argue that is not because he that same that same question is still there. But but the thing is, is that he might have thought that. So when he was in the cannibalistic society, mm-hmm. he might have thought that being mean to people was wrong. Like. Right. He might have thought that like, OK, if you I mean, if if Brock goes, if the cannibalistic Brock goes over to Danny's house, 
and he goes over and just trashes his room and he might he might still know that that's wrong right like he might still know that like that's not nice but why it, it might be because that is the so that is the norm i'm saying okay so where if, does that norm and that standard come from though from influence no, okay so the very first person where did that standard come from that influence you're talking about from society well, who was the first person that's what i'm asking where did that come from it came from sifting through information and figuring out oh what makes me feel good what makes me feel bad and then oh eating people is probably not good because if i eat my sibling then i'm probably going to miss my sibling a little bit it's not from so it's not natural. That, okay, so but that feeling of I might miss my feeling a little or my my sibling. Yeah. I can't focus with them talking. Holy crap! I'm y'all high as hell. I'm trying to like focus on these concepts here. He's losing. <laughs> not even close. I'm asking questions. I'm joking. I'm asking questions. <laughs> that idea of a of of that sibling you're kind of proving my for me you're proving my point because that idea of ask of eating that sibling mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay go ahead no 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 for real. that idea of eating that sibling because you we know what we're talking about the idea of eating that sibling yeah i can't focus no you that. got it you got it you got it i forget what i forgot my train of thought the idea of um, eating that sibling came from where or okay so why did why did he feel that that was wrong because he missed his sibling. Okay, so why did he miss his sibling? Why? Why, why is that bad to him? Because it's a, a animal. So, it's an animalistic feeling. Where did that come from? It came from gaining that information over time. It came. That, no, I'm saying evolutionary wise, not that one person. Okay, so, so then, but I'm saying it came from. If if there was a first person, then there was a second person, and if that second person died, they wanted that. That first person. I'm just saying hypothetically. <laughs> that first person would want that second person to be back alive they would okay but where did that want come from why does he want that because why okay so so some animals okay so biologically we are animals biologically okay but here but hear hear me out though we're we're talking about an ethical construct okay you can't you can't make a biological argument for an ethical argument you can't why not they're two vastly different fields absolutely can you quantify hope right now you can't quantify hope isn't it a venn diagram that there's some in the middle don't ethical, ethical and biological. If, if we're talking about what caused a feeling, can it be a biological cause to a feeling? Yes. From the neurons to the hormones. Yes. That's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Biologically, evolutionary wise. Okay. We learned over time that we are social animals. Yes. And so being naturally from the first person, to the second person that being that was loud that being those beings naturally social animals meant that there was a there was a flicker of of want for another person to be by them from the very beginning Mm -hmm. where did that i'm asking where that want came from i mean it came from anywhere else that so that means it's good I'm asking where they where they see. No, I don't. I don't understand. No, okay. I really don't understand. So let's go to the apes. You're saying we we you're saying we evolved from the apes to where we are today. You're going always back to the animal. We look at apes today, and they still know right from wrong for the most part, even though they're animalistic for the most part. But isn't act, that biological? Right and wrong. It's ethical. That's my point here. You can't quantify right and wrong right now. If it was biological, you'd be able to quantify it. 
That's my whole argument here. I'm I'm asking that same question. We call this. But, the, but what do we gain from asking where right and wrong came from? If like if it's ethical, it goes back to so you relative think, truth. So do you think that the first animal ever was ethical? Do you think that when we were micro micro uh, no. organisms, do you think that the microorganism was ethical? No, I don't. So do you that's think- my point though. I, I personally don't believe we came from the apes. I think there was a higher created. We were. I think we were created from aliens. <laughs> It's funny, but I'm being genuine. (laughs) Like, I'm not saying aliens in the sense of like little green men, but I'm saying aliens in the sense of a different uh, uh, from from extraterrestrial people or things coming down and creating us as an experiment. No. So you're thinking that. Can we crack these windows? Yeah, I'm hot. And I gotta pee. Y'all talk. I have to pee. Come talk. Come talk, Kaylee. Oh, no. Yeah. That's what Kaylee was saying. Oh, my God. I would entertain the thought that, you know, I'm religious. I'll say that again. But. Doesn't make sense. No, I would. Okay, so I've read read a lot of stuff. I'm very. like I'm like you guys. Like I like to know a lot about everything. So I take in every conversation and try to be unbiased, even though I mm-hmm. have my opinion. Like I said, mm-hmm. I do believe there's a God. I would prefer to believe that. I don't know if that's like being lazy with religion, but like I would I like the thought that if I die, I'm not just gonna like rot and get ate alive by like, you know, bugs and stuff. You know you can but believe like, in God without religion, right? I believe in a higher power. Okay. And I I on my own, without my family or anything, from a young age, went to like a Methodist church. Like mm-hmm. I like the, I don't know, I like the crossover between, you know, Baptist and Catholic. So, <laughs> um, but I would, I would entertain the thought that reading, um, I can't remember what I saw like on Pinterest or fucking something, <laughs> but like the, what is it, the um, core theory, like that there's like a cave that goes into like the middle of the universe. Oh, I've so heard like, of that. Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't go too deep into that, but. There was from that, I clicked on another link to another link Mm -hmm. to another link and (laughs) eventually came upon something that said like, what if we're created by like aliens to do work on earth? And we ended up being a little bit more sophisticated than they could have like, like they used some of their atoms or whatever the fuck the terminology would be and brought us down and like they misconfigured it and they created something that was a little bit more like still servant. Like we like society, we like to do things that are agreeable. That's very, you know, like servant-like you know so i feel like maybe a higher being like brought us down and you know like to work on that planet or something not i think i would entertain the thought i should say that because it sounds crazy but you know like they brought us down and we ended up being a little bit more involved than they thought or they just left us here and like eh we don't, you know like we don't need all this like whatever fuck you guys like i'm going home and then just left us here and we made a society like there's so many things that like like huge, yeah, there's definitely a lot of unanswered things yeah that, like yeah, you know, the like giants. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then we look up and we know there's other, you know, we have science that proves there's other planets. Like, all, all that, I'm not, yeah, I have no idea. I have zero, um, 
you're dog in that fight. Everything. Yeah, I know dog but in the fight. Doing what feels right, I'm religious, you know. But like, not what she's talking about. <laughs> I came on just stoned as hell. Like, what if? What if we were an ant? Like, well, we are an ant technically in the grand scheme of things, even in the universe. Whether you believe evolution or creationism or higher power, to go down. Yeah, so that's that's my only question. You you asked and you asked as well. Like, okay, where did that that first question of? But, but I didn't. You didn't preface this by saying that you believe that there's a higher power. I didn't know that we were having that. That's what I was having a conversation with. Well, that that's that's my point though. Like, so if truth is not relative, then society would cater, in my opinion. Because if everybody's truth was their own truth, because if everybody's truth was their own truth. Mm-hmm then everybody would just follow their very wants, right? Literally. If everybody's truth was their own truth, then everybody would just follow everybody's wants, their own wants. Yeah, that's, that's, I don't know if it's universalism or not pantheism, but. No, I don't agree. Because I think that. Okay, why don't you agree? Because I think that some people value other people's wants if, if their own wants don't outvalue the other people's wants. Like, for example, if, if I think that, um, like, like my wife, if my wife really, really wants to go to, um, I don't know, a blue October concert, right? I just, just separately. I think blue October is a very good band, but I wouldn't necessarily want to go to a blue October concert, but like, like genuinely, mm-hmm. but if my wife wanted to go to a Blue October concert, then I would forego my want in okay, yes, to line yes. with her wants. But with every type of these type of arguments um, and debates, it's more conducive to figure out um, because we're talking about humanity here. We're talking about yeah, we're talking about on a, on a global because everybody agrees that humanity needs to thrive, right? That's kind of the preface, depends, the foundation. Depends depends what thriving is. Okay, just, yes. just don't do that. <laughs> yes, no, I got, okay. you. I got you. I got you. We all agree that we want to live because it is a survival instinct. We all want to survive. Yes. Okay, yes. so you're talking about an example that has zero bearing on survival. I'm talking about the extreme. So okay. it's very easy to get into the, like any type of debate, it's very easy to get into the middle ground of, well, okay, I want to go to concert. Then she, no. Okay. What We're about, about children? Survival. What do you mean about children? What about what your children wants? Like, what, like, just continue with what you were saying. Um, I'm just saying, like, by by preface, like, when we're talking about and trying to debate different types of concepts, it seems to be more conducive to talk about the extremes of those concepts to figure out if those, like, it's like testing any type of experiment. You put them in the right temperature, the right extremes, and you figure out if it works. Yeah, absolutely. Same That's thing with these type of debates. So I think it might be better to just talk about the extremes. We want to talk about death, murder, not necessarily okay. yeah, the yeah, middle yeah, yeah. ground. No, you know I, what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. I understand so, what you're saying. Um, my only question was, how what started all this? Is truth relative? You say yes, and I'm saying if we take it to the extremes of truth is relative, then what is the most extreme of a person's truth? The most extreme is going to be something like murder or rape or anything. So it was all that, and that will not be conducive to survival because if some as an entire population grows to liking murder and liking rape, mm-hmm. we can't do anything about them because that's their own truth. Yeah. Then eventually humanity is going to die out because all the murderers and rapists will eventually kill everybody. You're saying that if if truth is relative is relative, 
That's the extreme that but will if, happen. But that's not evolu- But if we're t- if we're talking about evolutionary wise, that's not beneficial. That's not survival of the fittest because that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't uh, fall in line with so that what mean- is what is the most beneficial for humanity. Which means truth isn't relative. Mm, I mean, yes. Weird, right? The reason why I started asking these questions because I truly question if there was any. But if, but 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 you're saying truth isn't relative because things that go against us living are 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 naturally bad or like are bad or are we know that are that they are bad because they go against us thriving as a. I'm asking why we know good or bad, and if truth was relative. So why do you think we know that? Why why do you think that? We know that good or bad. I think it was placed by higher being. Personally, I think it's God. Aside from whenever you think about religion or anything like that, I think there's a higher power. I think there is God. I questioned everything a few years back. I dove, I dove down deep. And I'm like, okay, am I? Do I? I was a, I was raised Christian, and eventually you kind of like question. Do I know and believe what my what I've grown up in? Because when you work in EMS. You there's it's very gray, a lot of gray areas, mm-hmm. and nothing makes sense. And you realize how much we just don't have control over. Yeah. Um, no matter what you think about science, it, it nothing follows science when it comes to life and death. It just kind of happens. Like there's almost like there's something else working. No matter what you believe about the black and whites of science, it doesn't matter. Death, if it's your time, it's your time. That's kind of thing in EMS, even in the hospital, it doesn't matter. So I started questioning all these things. And of all of the millions of ideas there are about where we came from and evolution or creationism, I think the evolution still happens. I think it's on a micro scale. I think evolution that's, does occur. That's kind of what I'm. That's kind of what I'm hung up on. Is like what my brain is caught up on is that. So, you think there's a higher power, mm-hmm. and I also think there's evolution. Okay, I understand that, but if we are a social being, right? Mm-hmm. My brain is caught up of how, how is it not? I mean, you might say it's possible. I'm just going to be um, kind of uh, hyper, 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 hyperbolic. hyperbolic. There Hyperbolic. You go. Yeah. Um, how do you think that it's not possible for, for that right or wrong to evolve from the first beings that evolved from apes? There was a really great argument I watched. Um, I, I've I, never, I've, I've honestly never thought there, about this. To be honest no, no, with no. You. This is a. So, I'm thinking about no, it as we see. This is a phenomenal question, and it's a question I have, but I, I, I don't want to talk about it because it's. I don't want to do it justice, but I'm going to point you to a YouTube video. Okay. Um, Sam Harris. Okay, I know who that is. Okay. Yeah. He debated a the, uh, theologian, or it was a professor. It was yeah. Not a pre- professor of the, uh, a theology, theist, a theist, theist. I think it was by Duke. I want to say Duke or North Carolina. Those are two of the university. I can't remember. Okay. One of the best debates are it's like two and a half hours long. They and are the blue devils. So that's a little bit it's a conflict <laughs> so, of interest. Amazing debate. They, I had to watch it in my ethics, ethics class. Okay. And it was this very idea. Where does morality come from? Is it subjective? Where does truth come from? Yep. Is it subjective or is it objective? Okay. And the idea is objective morality versus subjective morality. That's what we're talking about. And that's really what 
all of, of ethics and morality comes down to that. It's that one question. So Absolutely. of everything we talked about, like in life, like aliens or higher powers or evolution, mm-hmm. it comes down to that one question. Subjective morality versus objective. And they debate it for two and a half hours. They do a phenomenal job. Both have very good arguments. Mm-hmm. But they talk – and Sam Harris keeps bringing up the apes. Where do, where does morality come from the apes? And that's what everybody wants to talk but about. Then, what if it's not even – sorry to interrupt you. But like, okay, if the typical argument from evolutionary standpoints is that we did come from apes, that we did evolve from apes. So the logical construct is to debate whether ethics came from apes or whether apes had ethics or morality inside of them. They debate that. That's kind of – and I would rather point you to their debate than me destroy – No, I understand. I understand because neither one of us is can is on the level of of debating yeah. nor research nor <laughs> yeah. education nor um being able to yeah. explicitly say yeah. on the level that they are. So I understand yeah. that. That's the only question I have. Is yeah. is and it's a great question. It's and even if we didn't come from the apes, like it would make sense in my brain that th- that that stuff that murder rape. Like the things that are, that are, uh, true to be, to be negative or true to be bad would, would, would decrease as we, as we evolve, you know, like it would, it would go away as we get more aware of what is the relative truth of society moving forward. What sucks is that that relative truth changes based on what society you're in. Because there's different influences. Yeah. To a degree. Yes. But every, everybody agrees that murder and rape is bad. That's my point. Do we get to, we Not take it to the extremes. Agrees that we take it bad. to the extremes. If you're a 10 year old and you murder somebody, no matter what country you're in, you're going to feel something, but because some it's people, taking a life. Some people might laugh. Like there might be laughter because who's laughing though. I mean, I feel like if you're an in, in, indigenous, some indigenous, I mean, I might be, yeah, I can't speak on that because that's not fair to to just portray some people like that. I don't want to say that, that's but I, I feel yeah. I feel like it might it might be that way. So so for me, it was always that one question. <laughs> it's always that one question, and for so so far, can I have the whiskey? I am more than willing to challenge my opinions on this because I, I want to challenge my opinions. I just, I just want to know. Like what the exact, I want to know what the exact uh, motive of believing that there's a higher power. Because I did, I grew up in Christian schools. Mm-hmm. I grew up, I, I went to uh, a private Christian school until I was in uh, fifth grade um, from the time I was in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And um, what got me to question things was the uh, innate hatred, was innate hatred that was put on some people rather than others even if the even if those people acted yes in a way that they were raised to act like yes. it, it, it didn't it didn't matter it was it was that they were they, yes. they had they they were committing a we're agreed yeah no we're agreed yeah, yeah yeah but my question is so so this is what typically happens and this is what i wanted to be careful of even my own personal walk um or just personal life uh you're not talking about like the asian cooking style are you walk walk <laughs> Cause that'd be cool. <laughs> As I'm questioning things, I wanted to separate the two ideas of higher powers and religious in- institutions. Cause even though a higher power was uh, supposed to be 
passed down by or religion was supposed to be passed down by the higher power, humanity got involved and really screwed things up with with the as whole religious thing. Right? As we're known to do. Absolutely. That's the human condition. No yeah. matter what it is, we always screw it up. Yeah. Power, money, power, all that stuff. Um, so I have major issues with church and religion across the board, no matter what it is. I'm not advocating for religion. No, no, no. Or I know. Church. I know. I know that you're not. I'm I know questioning. That, I know you're, gen- you're coming from a genuine the idea place. Of truth. Yes. And I know that when you say that there's a higher power, you're not saying that the uh, traditional Christianity, God is real, or you're not saying that, like, you're not saying. You have to go to church. Yeah, you're having to go to church. You're not, and you're, not even, and you're not even saying that any religion is wrong or any religion is right or like well, you're just a lot of religions are wrong even in what well, they do. Yes, even but, Christianity in a lot of ways. Yes, and wrong in action. But I'm saying wrong yes. in found. You're not saying that they're that they're necessarily wrong in foundation, in the sense yes. of humanity took it and ran with it and yes. messed it up. Yes, fucked it up. So that's my question. Honestly, if like, questioning truth, like. Most people right now, that, that that's a pretty common thing that truth is relative to the person, mm-hmm. and that even even pantheism is talk talks about how like uh, like God or that higher power is in everything. But it's in that door. It's in the tree. It's in that. It's a very common uh, fad right now. So so where is this higher power? Like where are they? Not here. Well, I guess. Well, in a way. It, okay. So this I'm gonna tell you exactly what I believe. Okay. Okay. No, I mean like like scientifically, like where, like, donde? <laughs> okay. Scientifically, we do know that there is probably another dimension. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We There's don't multiple. live there. In fact, scripture talks about twelve. Even scripture talks about twelve different dimensions. There's a hole in my fanny pack. Hold on, sorry. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing over there, bro? <laughs> I'm looking you deep in the eyes, like. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized you have a fanny pack, bro. That's awesome. You know, it's very useful and very. I I lose a lot of things. Okay, so we're running out of storage soon, so we'll have to wrap it up soon. But um, okay, go ahead. Dimensions. I, yeah, I asked you where the higher power is. So that's a very good. Here you go. That's right. I got it. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> I think. Okay, so there are. When you're at the extremes of life, life and death. Um, I knew that there was probably some sort of spiritual reality prior to me jumping into the EMS world. But when I jumped into the EMS world, it confirmed it. So we know that there even people who don't believe something in, in anything know that there's something else working when it comes to um, life and death scenarios, because nothing makes sense. Like you can have the worst possible wreck. On a 90-year-old grandma who's almost decapitated, has every full-on organ failure. You you work them for five hours, and they survive. Mm-hmm. And then you work somebody, so like a 90-year-old who's, can biologically, they should not be able to bounce back from something like that. I mean, don't you think that's an anomaly? No, it happens regularly. That's what doesn't make sense. When you have a 20-year-old... Who jumps over a puddle, breaks their leg, bleeds out, and dies. You work them for five minutes or two hours, and they don't come back. That happens on the reg, bro. So that makes no sense. So across the board, you talk to anybody in EMS or nursing or emergency, specifically the emergency side, nothing makes sense. You kind of just run through the motions and call it good. 
isn't that kind of working on a large, um, like a large uh, playing field or database or what do I mean? Like, like I feel like it might happen. Like often is very. We're talking about truth being relative. Often is very relative. Often can mean a couple times, or it could mean there's no pattern to this. That's my point. Yeah, that makes and that so from from a science biological perspective, it should mean that you know if, if a young person dies or you know loses a pulse in a wreck and you work them, they should come back because they're young. And then a 90 year old or 85 year old where you who has a heart attack and you do CPR and, and break every rib in their in their fucking chest, they get back and have a full recovery. While the 20 year old who's in a wreck and you worked them is now brain dead at a vegetable and you just made their life terrible. Okay. Okay. That happens regularly. You ask anybody in, in the emergency field. I could talk to you forever, by the way, but go ahead. <laughs> 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 yeah. You're being replaced. <laughs> I know. It's so sad. Okay. I no, it's because I, maybe I don't want to argue with you, but I could argue with there, him all day. There is just something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quality conversation. <laughs> I want you to be. I want you to be able to get what? to the point. You can win arguments. That is true. That's an automatic win card. You've said that a few times to me. I honestly. All I, my point being is there is something else at work. There is another dimension. There is something working there. DMT is could be an access to that. Dreaming actually could be an access to that. You wait. You wait. Hold on. A second. No, this is. No, let's go. Let's go. I'm just wondering. You're We're going to talk until this this storage is done. You're saying that the the uh, lack of of um the lack of consistency or the lack of you know explanation of people being um old and dying or old and living in car accidents or whatever and young and should that, you're saying the lack of consistency in that data is the evidence of somebody that, or is is the evidence of a higher. See you, Molly. Bye, Molly. We only have a few minutes, so continue. Okay. okay, you're saying that's the evidence of there being a high power, but that's that's the reasoning. Reasoning for what? No, I'm saying that's wait, that's where you got that idea was from the the spontaneity spontaneity of of. Of being an EMT. So what I'm saying is, is that you said that that the evidence of of there's another world at play was the the craziness of somebody old not passing away when when they should, and with somebody young passing away when coupled, they should. Coupled with the idea of where does objective or subjective morality come from, we know that there is an entire spiritual realm. I know that for sure. <laughs> I know it sounds funny. I know you. <laughs> no, 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 and it, no. And I'm just. I'm the only reason I'm laughing is because that is um, that's objectively funny. You know, that's <laughs> I get that because it's not. It, it, you're saying that kind of tongue in cheek. Not, not really, because you. I, I'm sure you actually believe that. But what I'm saying is that there's no. So do you believe that there's no reality outside of our no, own? No, I do believe that. I, I absolutely do believe that. But I, what I'm saying is that you said. Absolutely. So that's funny because there's there's no absolute there's there's no absolute in that conversation. Okay, so because any, yes, to, yes, you're right. You're so right. you could absolutely believe that, but you can't believe that it's absolutely true. If that makes sense. Yeah, you're right. Um, 
it's it's for me it's very hard to discount that though that there is another entire realm at play but when you say realm this is why i could talk to you forever okay because Okay. Hey, let's go. But when let's you go. Say, when you say, when you say, I'm about to like stop this, put this video on my, on my uh, computer, and then we'll go again. I could literally talk to you forever. No, literally. You want me to? How long are y'all staying? We could. I could stay forever. As soon as it's done, I'll put this podcast on the computer. It's okay. funny. It's funny how you said that after Molly left. It's funny <laughs> when you were, when when Molly was here, you were like, "Oh, we gotta we gotta end this soon." It's honestly just trying. I'm trying to be respectful to my wife. That's all of it is. <laughs>